We celebrate this weekend the uh, solemnity of Epiphany. And Epiphany is uh, an event that's exactly like you think it is. I had an epiphany. Right? We all have experienced those moments where something like, ah, <laughs> that's what we're celebrating right now. Ah! <laughs> but there's a difference between the epiphany that happens prior to the event of Jesus Christ in this world and in a person's life than the epiphany that happens after. And what is that difference? That difference is a, a recognition of the origin of the epiphany in itself becoming an epiphany. It isn't as if suddenly people saw the stars as a beautiful thing because Jesus was born. No, men and women, children of all ages, all of through human history have stood underneath this canopy of beauty and had moments. Ah. But that was it. I was one time with a family and by a outside by this fire and all the stars were lit up in the sky. You could see them. And a boy that couldn't have been maybe two years old, maybe he could talk, comes up next to my chair and he points up in the air. He says, isn't it pretty? Epiphany. But we celebrate this weekend, we celebrate with the church now, the recognition that the stars that were the canopy over the shepherds and the stars that guided the magi and the star that guided them was something so different that they had ever seen before, that it moved them. Something about this one appearance was different that brought them on a journey we have no idea how long it took them. We have no idea what they encountered on the way. They don't, we don't even know if they liked each other. I mean, we just assume that there was like three of them and they are all like buds or something. They might have been from warring tribes. We don't know. We don't even know if there were three. The only reason we put three in the manger is because there's three gifts. And it's like, well, if there's gold, frankincense, and magi, let's just give one gold and one frankincense and one magi. Or one myrrh. Let's have three. We don't know if there were three. Or maybe they did like each other when they started out in the beginning. And then about halfway through, they realized that this one was not who he said he was. Then they started grumbling. Whatever the case was, what they had had experienced before the beauty they had recognized before and what they encountered was different in this moment. This moment drew them and their common journey no longer was between them, but their common journey was that. 
is calling me. And you see, friends, when we know who it is that's calling us, when we know the journey that we have been put on, when we know at the source and origin of something is a God who created me and created you and created everything we encounter, we have the power to stay present to things we couldn't before. We have the power to go further than we would have before. And we have the power to see more simply than we could before. See, the epiphany doesn't mean that it's great and grand and glorious, although that happens. And oftentimes in our lives of Christ, we need something powerful to open us up. But there isn't one biography of a life of a saint that's day after day after day of powerful experiences. Right? If you lead the lives of the saints, there's like one powerful experience and then like five years of torture. <laughs> and then we're all upset because God isn't talking to me. But something kept them going day after day. And it's because they knew who was at the origin of what called them. Or maybe they didn't know what was at the origin. They didn't even know they had had an epiphany yet. But they saw others who had, and they just kept going with them. This is for all of us, the path. But it's in simple ways, too. Most often, actually. This week at Seek, many moments to have beautiful epiphanies. Moments in which we recognize this manifestation of something that's deeper than what we see. But I had a conversation with somebody because one of the speakers mentioned St. Thomas Aquinas and uh, it provoked me deeply. I shouldn't even say deeply. I think that gives the wrong impression. It provoked me in a simple way, but it was deep for me. Does that make sense? How I can preach and you might think one thing, but I actually mean something different. It was super simple. He just said St. Thomas Aquinas and da 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 blah, 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 blah. And I had a memory of being in the seminary in Connecticut, a man who thought, I don't know what you want me for, Lord. A man who sat amongst really bright and intelligent other men thinking, I didn't sign up for this. And all these guys are praying and they're all like, Doing, I don't know, and I don't even know anything. The first Christmas that I got home when I was a seminarian, I had to serve midnight mass for the bishop, and he was brand new. And I rang the bells four times at mass because I didn't know there was only three times you were supposed to ring them. Right? We were traveling on the bus home from Seek, and uh, there was a moment, I think it was then or maybe it was last night or something, but I remember someone praying the rosary, and they, couldn't, they didn't know or couldn't remember what the next decade was. And I thought in my heart, I thought, that's someone I want to stay with. That's who I want to hang out with. Someone who knows what it is to take a risk. I'll, I'll pray the rosary. I don't know any, I don't know, like, right? Do you know that I'm still that way? When I pray the rosary, I hope they don't ask me if it's the luminous mysteries, because those I don't know the right order of. 
right? And so I thought someone met something that called them and made them stay present long enough for something that even if they got put in a spot where they had to admit, I don't know, right in the middle of the rosary, they're like, I'm still not, I'm not going anywhere. That's the person I want to stay with. They're the ones who can help us go deeper. In the seminary, one of my professors started teaching me about the human psychology of St. Thomas Aquinas, 700 years old. And my heart started turning in ways, and I thought, this isn't deep theology. This man's talking about my life. And they'd say words like uh, knowledge and experience and intellect and uh, all these things. I didn't know what they all mean, but he'd tell a story and I'd be like, that's me. And then I started reading the Summa Theologica, which is like that thick. And I'd take one little paragraph out of it and I'd pray with it and I'd study it. And I'd have these moments and be like, I have been wondering about that for 20 years. And he wrote about it 700 ago. Epiphany. When one encounters the truth, it resonates and lights you up. This person at this table, this priest, was asking me about some things, and I um, I knew he understood the religious orders, so I spoke to him about the Benedictines and how the Benedictines have a charism of hospitality. And so if you showed up at a Benedictine monastery any time in the last, what did he start, 1,400 years, you're considered Jesus. If you knock on that door of that monastery, they're going to treat you like Jesus. Well, when we went to France, we stayed in a monastery. And I thought, here I am, Jesus. (laughs) They're going to treat me like Jesus. You know, it's kind of... uh... And they put us up in a place, not in the monastery, but it was inside the walls and it was a separate building. And You know what struck me? was there was a homeless man a few doors down. And it was when I realized they housed the homeless man that he understood that they really meant what they said. Every person who shows up here is Christ to us. And the thing that awakened in me is I remember, and I told him this, I remember going to dinner. And when I went to dinner, they lined up all of the guests and the abbot, who is the highest person of rank in the whole monastery, washes your hands before dinner. And I had never experienced such goodness being bestowed upon me. And retelling the story at the bar in the hotel, I had an epiphany. That was God. And I really was Jesus to them. 
This isn't a story. All of human history has encountered moments of truth, goodness, and beauty and have been enlightened. But by faith, the Christian recognizes at its origin is the light of Jesus Christ. And we have an awareness of a path now we can take to stay faithful to him and to recognize that on this journey, the goal isn't to have multitudes of experiences of enlightenment by God. The goal is to become God ourselves. And so there's moments when we're on the mountaintop and the manifestation is particularly intense. And there's moments that we're being crucified and the particular moments are intense too. And there's every moment in between those two in which we're disposed to epiphanies. I didn't recognize until years later what it was that was happening to me. Maybe when you look back at your life, you recognize moments too when you were in the deer stand and perceived something more deeply was calling you. Or maybe you've read something that resonated and helped you discover who you are. And certainly, you've been treated with a goodness that you're grateful for. Might we pray for the grace to recognize the one who is at the origin of the epiphany.